It's the Sound Kitchen. Mmm, yummy. It's the Sound Kitchen. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Uh, you're listening to the Sound mm, Kitchen. Yummy. And Susan Owens be cooking. Welcome to the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 21st of January, the not surprisingly 21st day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. There are 344 days left to celebrate in 2023. What was happening on this day in French history? In 1338, Charles V, known as Charles the Wise, was born. He was the King of France from 1367 until his death in 1380. Although he had internal rebellions to deal with due to the raising of taxes to pay a ransom for his father, John II, who had been captured during a battle in 1356, this is the time of the 100-year war with England, Charles not only put the rebellions down, but through careful management, replenished the royal treasury. He then established the first permanent army paid with regular wages. Up until then, boys and men were simply captured and conscripted. And he turned the tide in the 100-year war, winning back much of the territory lost to the English. His navy also managed to attack the English coast for the first time since the beginning of the war. Charles V died in 1380. He was succeeded by his son, Charles VI, who assuredly was not called the Wise, as his father was. Under Charles VI, the English regained control of large parts of France. On this day in 1793, the French National Convention found King Louis XVI guilty of treason. He was executed by guillotine at Paris's Place de la Concorde, then known as Place de la Révolution. And since our resident Irishman, Sweet Fitz, is here next to me... A little bit of Irish. Gunairi on Boher live Gulair, which is our traditional blessing to travellers, mainly travellers in the physical sense, going down the road, but also time travellers, which is roughly what you're talking about right now. Perfect. It only seems right, I mentioned, that on this day in 1919, a revolutionary Irish parliament was founded. It declared the independence of the Irish Republic and one of the first engagements of the Irish War of Independence took place. A very long and turbulent period followed, but the history of Ireland's search for independence from Britain is for another day. Susan's B, the Sound Kitchen program ki Radio France International Sarah. 
Remember, everyone, we're waiting for your World Radio Day greetings. It'll be here before we know it, and we need the time to put the show together, so don't wait until the last minute, or your greeting will not make it on the program, which would be very sad indeed. This year's theme is Radio and Peace. Once you have decided what you want to say, get under a blanket and record your greeting on your phone. Not too long, please. And then send it to us as an attachment via email to the Sound Kitchen, all one word, no spaces, at rfi.fr. That's the Sound Kitchen at rfi.fr. Don't put it off. Erwan Rome is behind the glass window in front of us at the control room, and he's waving to you. And as you know, Michael Fitzpatrick is right here next to me, ready to help with your delicious sound kitchen ingredients. Your answers to the bonus question on the Listener's Corner. There's listener news and music from Erwan, too, but... Are you ready? I do hope so. And I hope so, too, because it's... Time for the quiz. On the 3rd of December, I asked you a question about the film The Blue Captain, directed by Moroccan Mariam Tuzani, who just won the jury prize at the Marrakesh International Film Festival. RFI English journalist Olia Horton wrote an article, Unconventional Moroccan Love Story Wins Prize at Marrakesh Film Festival, which you were to reread and send in the answers to these two questions. What is the name of the cinematographer and which other film of Tuzani's did she work on? Michael, what's the answer? Her name was, and I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, Virginie Sourdej. Uh, she was behind the camera, and she also worked on Tuzani's debut film, Adam, which was released in 2019. As Olia wrote in her article, The Blue Kaftan is a sensual film where facial expressions and gestures weigh as much as words. Scenes take place mostly indoors, filmed in close-up with tender attention to detail. Well, in addition to the quiz question, there was also the bonus question. Which city or country that you have visited is your favourite? And tell us why. That question was suggested by Salim Akhtar Chatar, who is president of the RFI Seven Stars Radio Listeners Club in District Chiniot, Pakistan. And you'll hear the answer later in the Listener's Corner. So do stay with us. The winners of this week's quiz are... RFI English listener Shaha Nawaz Akhtar Ripa, who's the president of the Sonali Badhod Female Radio Listeners Club in Naugaon, Bangladesh. Shaha Nawaz Akhtar Ripa is also the winner of this week's bonus question. Which city or country that you have visited is your favorite and why? Shaha Nawaz's favorite place is in her own backyard, Naugaon, Bangladesh. She wrote, Last month I visited the Paharpur Budo Bihar Monastery and Compound. It was declared a UNESCO World Heritage Site in 1985, and not only do tourists come to visit, but many local people also come too. It's an ancient Buddhist monastery, and in the compound are a museum and a lovely botanical garden. It's perfect as a picnic spot.
In the winter, other seasons too, but mainly winter for the Bangladeshis, many people picnic and have a happy time. I think the Paharbur Bodo Bihar compound, so full of history and beauty, is important for all people. And I kindly invite all radio listeners to come and see it with your own eyes. Listeners, the Paharpur Buddha Bihar, also known as the Somapura Mahavihara, is one of the most important archaeological sites in Bangladesh. Shahanoazakteripa, if I ever make it to Bangladesh, I'm going, and I hope you will be my guide. Congratulations, Shahanoaz. Also on the list of lucky winners this week are Muhammad Arosh, who's a member of the RFI International DX Radio Listeners Club in Murshidabad, India. Ali Shahad, who's a member of the RFI Seven Stars Radio Listeners Club in District Chineo, Pakistan. My fellow dinosaur, RFI Listeners Club member Alan Holder, hello Dino, from the Isle of Wight, England, and last but not least, RFI English listener Arundhati Mukherjee from Barakpur, India. Congratulations to this week's winners, and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. I have a question for you this week about our article, Paris to Hold Public Vote on Continuing E-Scooter Rental Services. The fans of the e-scooters praise them as a fast, non-polluting alternative to cars or crowded public transport, to quote our article, but there are many non-fans as well. The riders often ride on the sidewalk, which is forbidden and go really fast, and often they're just kind of thrown down on the street or the sidewalk after they've been used. I see that all the time. It's a mess. Many of our sidewalks here in Paris are quite narrow, so if you're in a wheelchair, you're blocked. Even with crutches, it can be pretty hard to get around them, or if you have a baby stroller, or, or, or. Due to the many complaints, Paris Mayor Anne Hidalgo has scheduled a referendum on whether the rental e-scooters will continue to be available in Paris. I want you to reread our article, Paris to Hold Public Vote on Continuing E-Scooter Rental Services, and answer me this. When will the referendum be held, and what will Parisians be asked? Again, reread our article and answer these two questions. When will Parisians go to the polls to vote on the future of rental e-scooters here in the capital city? And how is the referendum worded? You'll find a link to our article on the Sound Kitchen page on our website, rfienglish.com, as well as on the Sound Kitchen and Club's Facebook pages. Michael, what's this week's bonus question? Where is the best place to be in the spring? If you could be anywhere in springtime, where would you choose? The mountains? The seaside? Your office? Your bed? Hey, you never know. Where is the best place to be in the spring? And remember, you can always send in your ideas for future bonus questions. So don't hesitate. For me, anywhere flowers are blooming. I love Paris in the springtime. That is a lot better than my singing. 
You have until the 13th of February to get your answers in. Be sure to tune in on the 18th of February to see if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a miss, a miss, a missus, or a mister. I don't want to get it wrong. Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr. You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone. Dial plus 336-31129682. That's plus 336-31129682. Always include your postal mailing address, and if you have one, your RFI Club membership number. It's EPOP time. The EPOP video competition is ready for your videos. The EPOP video competition is sponsored by the RFI department Planet Radio, the department whose mission is to give a voice to the voiceless. EPOP focuses on the environment and how climate change has affected ordinary people. You are to create a three-minute video about climate change, the environment, pollution, told by the people it affects. So put on your thinking caps and start filming. You don't need fancy video equipment to enter the competition. Your phone is fine. And you do not need to be a member of the RFI clubs to enter. Everyone is welcome. And by the way, the prizes are incredibly generous. Go to the EPOP page, epop.network en, to read about past competitions, watch past videos, and read the regulations for your entry. You can also write to us at the Sound Kitchen at rfi.fr and we'll forward your email to Planet Radio. Again, the EPOP information page is at epop.network slash en. That's epop.network slash en. The competition closes on the 20th of March, so get to work. We expect to be bombarded with entries from the English speakers. Time for the Listener's Corner. Take it away, Michael. Today you'll hear the answers to the bonus question, which city or country that you have visited is your favourite and why? That question was suggested by Salim Akhtar Chandar, and he's the president of the RFI Seven Stars Radio Listeners Club in District Chiniot in Pakistan. For Riaz Hussein, it's Islamabad, the capital city of Pakistan. Riaz wrote, I like it due to its heart-touching greenery and beautiful scenery. It is one of our most modern cities and one of the world's newest capitals. Uh, listeners, you'll know that Islamabad replaced Rawalpindi, which is just down the road as Pakistani capital, in the 1960s. Dia Zainab likes another city in Pakistan best of all. For her, it's uh, Bawalpur. Uh, for the Noor Mahal Palace, which she finds very impressive. Radhakrishna Pillai votes for Bhutan, the land of happiness up there in the Himalayas. Radhakrishna wrote, The tranquil kingdom of Bhutan lies at the eastern end of the Himalayas. 
I love the Buddhist culture, the way of life, the people, the food, the monuments, the pilgrim centres, the landscape, the weather. The old customs and traditions are still part of everyday life in Bhutan. I visited all the main attractions, all were visually spectacular, but my trip to the Taktsang Monastery, also called the Tiger's Nest, which is 900 metres above the Paro Valley, that I will never forget. I also won the Bhutan Tourism Council's International Quiz in 2020, and my prize, a Bhutan postal stamp of me, myself, standing in front of the tiger's nest. Radha Krishna, that is totally cool. Everyone, I posted a stamp on the Facebook pages. I, too, am very interested in Bhutan, but as I have a hard time with altitude, that's going to be for the next life. For Hans Werner Lolika and his wife Ingolise, it's islands that do it, the magic thing. Hans wrote, We have visited more than 100 islands, most of them in Denmark, but also in many other countries. Every time we visit a new one, it becomes our favourite. Islanders are much more relaxed. They carry an old culture with strong historic ties. Now they are an endangered species because, of course, rich people buy part of the island and put up signs saying, Private property, no entrance which for the islanders is an unknown attitude. They gladly share their wonderful diamonds of nature with visitors. Corsica and Guadeloupe are included in the islands that we adore. The Faroe Islands, which we have visited many times, are at the top of the list. Nature is so special, you never get enough. I agree, Hans. When I go on holiday, it's nature I want, not cities. Just puts me in the right place, dampens the old ego and my self-importance. It makes me feel like light and air. You know what I mean? However, Beethoven can do that to me too, and some paintings, but by far and wide. It's nature that makes me feel like I'm part of the universe, instead of thinking I am the universe. Speaking of cities, uh, and still, of course, uh, spirituality, for our friend Father Steve, it's Paris. Why? Well, as he wrote, Paris, because of its over 400 beautiful cathedral churches, a good number of them I have visited and prayed in. My three favourites are Notre-Dame, Saint-Stéphane-du-Mont and Saint-John-Lateran. For Kassif Khalil, his favourite city is also linked to spirituality. Saudi Arabia, where he performed the Hajj pilgrimage, and as he put it, it's a country that really gave me emotional love. We'll close with two listeners who chose the same place, Japan. Ras Franz Manko Ngogo won a contest run by NHK Radio Japan in 2010, and he was invited to visit for a week. Wow, Michael, can you imagine our beloved RFI inviting listeners here? Ha! <laughs> Anyway, Ras, along with another RFI listener we know well, Salim Asari from uh, Iraq, who is possibly one of the most dedicated teachers on the planet, and a young Indonesian girl, were all winners. Ras wrote, Their hospitality was unbelievable. They urged me to visit Hiroshima, which I did, and which I shall never forget. Jayanta Chakrabarti visited Japan when he was a university student. He wrote, I was fortunate to visit Hiroshima, the city that was nearly obliterated on August the 6th, 1945, by man's cruel, destructive power. My tour was memorable for two reasons. One, to have the feeling of the Japanese people whose precious lives were being sacrificed by the senseless barbarism of the Americans. 
Second, and perhaps most important, was to see at first hand how the indomitable Japanese rebuilt the city, making it habitable and lively once again. The scar of the first atomic bomb still haunts the city's historic castle and garden, but perhaps man's ego and folly will never be tested again, and the world will manage to live in peace. Well, let's hope so. From your lips to God's ears, Jayanta. I have sent to you, to Raz and to Salim, a link to a terrifying piece of music written by the Polish composer Krzysztof Penderecki called Threnody for the Victims of Hiroshima. It's an eight-minute and 39-second descent into hell. Listening to it again this week made me cry, as it always does. When I finally got to hear it live a few years ago, I had to leave the concert hall. Impossible to listen to other pieces of music after that. It's an otherworldly testament to one of the greatest war crimes ever, the bombing of Hiroshima by the U.S.
Remember, everyone, this week's bonus question is, where is the best place to be in springtime? And if you have a bonus question, send it to us at the Sound Kitchen, all one word, no spaces, at rfi.fr. That's it for today's Listener's Corner. Thanks, everyone, for participating, and a special thanks to Sweet Fitz for hanging out in the kitchen with us. Sorry about the singing. It wasn't great. Well, better than mine. Hello, I am Priyanka Paul from RFI Women's Club, Mushidabad, West Bengal, India, and you are listening to the Sound Kitchen. And Susan Venezuela is cooking. Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining me in the Sound Kitchen, and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many, many thanks to our sound engineer, Erwan Rome, for his input and his expertise in putting the show together. And thanks to you for listening. Be sure and tune in next week for the answer to the question about the 2022 World Cup. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch, and stay safe, my friends. I'll play you out with music from Erwan, our sound engineer, who's a musician too. He plays the conga drums. And this week he's chosen a piece which is going to make you get up and move. It's somewhere between dance hall and tropical music. It was written and is sung in Portuguese by the Parisian singer Monica Pereira, who hails from Guinea-Bissau and Capo Verde. It's called a Mame Falo, 
or Mom Says. And it's a wonderful homage to the wisdom loving mothers pass on to their daughters. The video is really sweet. Moms, you're going to love it. We posted it to the Facebook pages so you can enjoy it too. The composer is Teacher Jekyll, a multi-instrumentalist DJ who regularly works with Pereira. He hails from Nantes here in France. Enjoy, and thanks, Erwan, for another musical adventure. Talk to you all next week. Mamãe falou, minha filha, presta atenção, o mundo não é sempre o que a gente quer ver. Mamãe falou, minha filha, muita cautela, vamos com teus conselhos, acaba por ver. Mamãe falou, minha filha, a vida dá voltas por tantos caminhos, o principal é aprender. Mamãe falou, minha filha, não deixe seus medos, deixa de ser ou você vai se arrepender. Ser feliz depende de você, você sabe que eu sempre vou te querer, é superar que você vai crescer, bate não, você vai aprender. Sua verdade, mas muita atenção não confunda com vaidade. Ser feliz depende de você. Você sabe que eu sempre vou te querer. É superar que você vai crescer. Batalhão, você vai aprender. Ser feliz depende de você. Você sabe que eu sempre vou te querer. É superar que você vai crescer. Batalhão, você vai aprender. Você vai aprender